So, hi. Little disclaimer before you start this episode. I refer to this as episode 20 more than once. It is not episode 20. It's episode 19. But I got super excited about it being episode 20 and the fact that it was episode 20 at the end of 2020. I just went off on a whole thing. And there's no way for me to edit it out without losing actual content. So... I'm treating this as exposure practice for the perfectionist and socially anxious person that I am. I'm just going to leave it. I have heard other podcasts do this kind of thing. So yeah, it is not episode 20. It is episode 19. But please enjoy (laughs) my unfounded happiness at thinking it is episode 20. Okay, bye. Hey guys, it's episode 20. We're December 30th. I'm recording the last episode of 2020 and we're doing episode 20. So yay, if you like numbers that match up like that. I used to have good numbers and bad numbers when I was in school. Like if I got 84% on a test, that was a good number. But if I had 87%, which is higher, I didn't like that number as much. And I don't know if that means anything, but we're going to go with no. Welcome to your social anxiety bestie. I'm Sadie, and I'm here to share the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety and perfectionism in 2018, and since then I've been nerding out on all things anxiety and healing. My goal is to help you feel less alone and give you tips to face your own social fears wherever you are on your journey. I hope today's episode reminds you that even though social anxiety is lonely, You are not alone. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome again to episode 20. Thank you so much for being here. If you've been here for all 20 episodes, can I just send you a huge virtual hug and some pretend chocolate gift baskets because you're amazing. That means so much to me. And if you haven't been here for all 20, or if this is your first one, I love you also because... That's how podcasts work. (laughs) Not everyone is here from day one. It is impossible. You are awesome. I am rambling and it's just begun. So that's off to a good start. Okay. Um, For the last episode, I thought I would just do some random facts about me that I thought would be fun to share in case you are new um, or if you're not new and you're just curious. And then I wanted to share six things I've learned this year about me, about mental health, about people in general. And then I wanted to finish by talking about the podcast a little bit, sharing some stats about the podcast this year and some thoughts I have for the future. And uh, yeah, and then I have a little story for you at the end. So let's jump in. All right, here are some random facts about me. I'm currently 34, although my birthday is January 4th. So by the time you hear this, I may be 34. Five, which sounds like an age where you should have everything figured out. Although my mother-in-law assures me that um, that that's not true. That people, you know, in their sixties still feel like they're not quite real grown-ups yet. I live in Canada and in the province of Ontario, and I grew up in the province of Quebec. I have a Bachelor of Arts in Translation from French to English and a minor in linguistics from my first degree. So I love languages, everything to do with languages. I love the French language. I love English. I love all of it. 
I've been freelancing as a translator and editor since I graduated in 20, I guess, 2012. Um, although for most of 2020, I've been in stay-at-home mom mode because, as you probably know, 2020 has been an unpredictable year. And just for us, um, we've needed we've needed a parent who can just drop everything and take af- take care of the kids if, like, we lock down and schools close or something like that, or if a kid gets a runny nose and they can't go to school for two weeks. So we've just needed me to be available and. Um, that's what we've done. It's also just been pretty quiet on the on the work availability front for me anyway. Um, I am married to Jesse. Jesse has a PhD in physics and a master's in quantitative finance, and he's currently working in finance, although for all of, almost all of 2020, he's been working in our basement in finance. He's also in the Canadian Army Reserves as an infantry sergeant. Last year, um, in 2019, he deployed overseas for six months, and that was a huge learning experience for our whole family, Um, like on the mental health side for me, on everything. It was a huge learning experience. Maybe I could talk about that sometime. We have two kids. James is almost six, and Olivia is four. And I did an episode on where we're at in terms of our decision whether or not we're going to have more kids given all the mental health challenges I experienced postpartum and everything I've learned since then. So that's episode 11 and it's called Mom's Mental Health, Growing Your Family When You Have Anxiety. I do have updates since that episode, but I think I'll save it for now. I'm left-handed. I love milk chocolate, especially Cadbury. I love Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chips. They are my favorite. I love swimming, although I don't do it much because it also scares me because I can't see well without glasses. And lane sharing when you have social anxiety is stressful. But my favorite swim stroke is butterfly. And the last sort of random trivia, I mean, this won't come as a surprise to a lot of you, but when you guys send me messages saying you like the show, it makes my day. I often read the messages to my husband unless they're very personal. Um, It just feels really good to think that the things I'm saying might actually be helping you feel better. I can't even describe it. Like you make my day when you do that. So thank you. Some things I've learned this year. I learn things every year. I tried to not make this too focused on the fact that this year was 2020, which was a year unlike any other. I'm I'm sort of trying to stick to more general things I've learned and they're in no particular order but I hope that you'll find them interesting or helpful. So the first thing I learned is that I have a mental block around exercising. And I finally figured out that it's because I associate exercise with a lifetime of wanting to fix my quote unquote bad body. I've always been motivated by wanting to change because I think my body is bad and Like that never makes me want to work out. That just stresses me out. So in 2021, I want to change that relationship to exercising. I want to be exercising and moving my body because I love my body and because I want to give my future self the gift of a strong body. And I know that that's going to be a process, but I've already started and I can see myself getting there. I may not even use the word exercise or working out. I'm going to move my body. It's going to be movement. 
Number two, I learned this one from my husband. Any system is better than no system. In 2021, I want to really work on integrating helpful routines and systems into my life. I've resisted any kind of structure or routines or systems because I have all these negative associations with the kind of person that lives a structured life. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I'm creative. I'm, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's one of those associations that I can't even really articulate if I, if I think about it and try, but I have a lot of negative associations with structure. But what I've learned is that my brain can only hold so much and I get decision fatigue really easily and I can't rely on my mood, motivation, and energy to make all my decisions in the moment because I won't necessarily make decisions that are healthy or helpful to me long-term or to our family long-term. So Jesse has always said that any system is better than no system. And I don't have to have all the details figured out before I start. And I've started working on that and I'm really seeing how it can be beneficial. So I'm going to be working on that next year. And I will, of course, share whatever I learn with you. Number three is that I spend way more time collecting and saving information and ideas than I do actually deep diving into any of them. I'm always, I've always done this. I'm always collecting and searching and like planning to learn things, but rarely actually sitting down with one idea. Like I'm actually afraid to do that part. I think part of it is that I'm afraid of the opportunity cost of a choice. I learned opportunity cost when I was like, I don't know, a young teen and we played the game. I think it was life maybe. And opportunity cost was making it like, if you choose to do something, the, the opportunity cost is all the other things you can't do because you've chosen to do this other thing. And I think I'm just afraid of making the wrong choice. So I want to work on that. I want to work on no, no longer accumulating this mass of ideas and actually just focusing on a couple of them and seeing them through. Related to that is number four, and that is that goal setting is really hard when your core belief is that you are bad and that you need that you need to achieve a goal in order to become less bad. That's how I've been setting goals without realizing it. 2020 has been a year where I've had to soften a lot of my core beliefs, shift them, like my core beliefs about myself, I mean. So I want to continue that into next year because I really think that if I'm changing my core beliefs about myself, like if, if I no longer see, my, see myself as starting from broken or bad or in need of fixing, if I start from a place of I'm good enough and I want to make some changes that will be fun or will be helpful, I think it'll be easier to set goals. Number five is that I've spent my life seeing myself as less than. Basically, I've been seeing myself through a filter that minimized the positives and maximized the negatives. It's like a funhouse mirror. I need to remember that I, that I have this tendency and I have to manually readjust my thoughts. So what I mean is like, if I'm going through the day thinking terrible things about myself or thinking that I can't do a thing or that I've done something so bad, I feel like I have to remember to manually adjust or tune the way I'm seeing it so that it's, it's more in line with reality. 
I have to just recognize that, yeah, I'm probably seeing this as much worse than it really is or seeing myself as much worse. So I'm just going to like fine tune it and just trust that that's probably more like reality. This one was hard to even put bullet points to explain, but I hope I kind of explained it. The last one, number six, this one's close to my heart. I'm good enough as a mom. I spent the first four years of being a mom feeling like garbage and wondering why everyone else made it look easy until I looked closer and realized I only thought I was garbage because I was me. Everyone else was just as imperfect as me in their own way. My eyes were just too clouded to see it. My filter was too clouded and cracked and warped to see it. And that's how I know that you are doing an amazing, perfectly imperfect job as a mom or dad, if you are a parent. You're exactly the parent your child needs. That's a big lesson I've learned in 2020. That doesn't mean that it's sunshine and rainbows all the time, but it's true. You are who your child needs. Okay, the next section is on podcast. I wanted to share just a couple of podcast stats, nothing too, I don't know, nothing too um, nitty gritty. Are you ready to hear how many plays or, or downloads or whatever you want to call it, how many episode plays there have been in 2020 since I started the podcast? 1,456. Thank you. I, I love that number. That is a good number. And if some of you listen to this episode before the end of the year, that number will go up. It would be very cool if we could hit like, I don't know, 1,500. Okay, I wanted to share the top listener locations. So where you guys are listening from, starting from the highest percentage. So the biggest listening country is the US. Hello, my American friends. Followed by Canada. Hello, fellow Canadians. The UK, Poland, France, Australia, Bahrain, Iceland, Spain, Sweden, and the Philippines. Thank you guys all so much. That is so cool. There are, like, there's about 15 other countries in there that were in the under 1% range. Um, and I appreciate all of you. I just wasn't sure if you guys would be interested in hearing me read like 20 countries out. <laughs> you can always message me if you're curious. Uh, and you guys are listening mostly from Spotify, 40%, I think, followed by Apple Podcasts. And then I think the next one down was Anchor. Yeah, so I think that's super cool. In terms of my plans for the podcast, I want to keep doing weekly episodes. I have tons of ideas written down, mostly from your suggestions. And then I, I'm, I'm also been going through my social anxiety therapy binder that I did when I was in therapy, just to see, you know, what lessons did I learn? What were my light bulb moments? So those are the things I want to share with you too. And I'm always open to suggestions, more suggestions. The other thing I'm thinking of doing um, after some of you suggested it is starting a Patreon for the show, because I feel like, you know, I love doing this. This is a passion project, um, but it is a hobby and there's a bit of a cost associated with it. Not much, just like equipment and time. But if I could bring in a little bit of money, I feel like I could do more episodes. Um, I could do more with the show. Maybe I could upgrade the quality. Like I, I there's so many things I think I could do. And there's some other stuff that I think would be really interesting. Like um, my husband has suggested doing sort of a spin-off podcast um, that I could call Social Anxiety After Dark. And it would be the impact social anxiety can have on intimate relationships. Like 
in the bedroom, for example, which is a topic that's very close to my heart because I feel like no one talks about it and I am willing to talk about it. I just want to make sure that it's in a safe place with a receptive audience. So maybe access to those episodes could be like one of the tiers in the Patreon. Another idea for one of the perks could be once I start doing interviews with people, maybe a certain tier could give access to extended versions of the interviews or just more personal stuff. Um, Or maybe a tier, maybe a perk could be monthly postcards. Like maybe I send you a postcard for like a higher tier or something once a month or stickers. I don't know. Just, I really, really, really want to do so much with this show. So that is what I am thinking about right now. I'm just in the researching how to do Patreon thing. Like I am a patron for a couple of shows and a a couple of creators. And I think that's really cool. I think it's important if I'm going to start a Patreon for, to really know what the patron side of the experience is. And then I want to research like perk ideas and stuff. And probably I'll do polling and questions on my Instagram. But if you don't, if you don't use Instagram and you have ideas or thoughts on this, please do send me an email sadie at your social anxiety bestie.com because like if i'm going to create a patreon it has to be something that's actually interesting and valuable to you the listener so anyway i'm excited and on that note i wanted to say happy end of the year i know it's been a year 2021 is just around the corner and i wanted to leave you with this remember that things can be great without being perfect and that includes you I hope you'll stick around for the ending story after the outro. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you found it helpful. Anxiety thrives on avoidance, and we can take back our power by just showing up like you did today. Remember that you're probably underestimating how strong and wonderful you are, and you're probably overestimating how perfect and put together other people are. So show up scared, show up imperfect, just show up. And while you're at it, come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie so we can be awkward together. All right, little bonus insider info if you happened to stick around. I'm actually recording this from a hotel room. I know, it's a king suite. I have a fireplace. It's on, I can see it. I have a jacuzzi tub right beside the fireplace. I have a king size bed that is clean. It's amazing. I have a big TV that I've been watching My Little Pony on from my bed while the fire is on. I don't even know what to do with this. Okay, so here's why I'm I'm in a hotel room. It's my birthday gift from my husband. Um, He's amazing. I would never have thought of this as a gift idea I don't know. Like there's so much, there's so much like, I I don't deserve this. I don't work hard enough to go to a King's suite at a hotel. And he's like, yeah, but you do though. So this is where I am. I've, I got here last night and I'm going to be here until tomorrow morning and he's going to pick me up. It's just, it's in the same city and it was a crazy good price because of, you know, 2020 and I'm being careful and all that. Like I haven't seen anybody else, but it's really cool. It's the perfect way to end the year. It's the perfect way to celebrate my birthday. Just feeling so appreciated and spoiled and 
yeah, I think I'm just going to go watch some more My Little Pony after I finish recording. And hopefully this episode will get out today, Wednesday. So I hope that you are able to enjoy whatever little indulgences you've gotten over Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And I can't wait to see you in the new year. Happy end of 2020. And again, thank you so much for being here. You mean a lot to me. I just want you to know that. Bye.